Good morning, loves, and welcome to the Self-Healing Podcast, a podcast helping you thrive through your healing journey. I am Lue, and I'm your guide through this journey. Follow me on Instagram on L-L-A-L-A-L-O-E to get daily affirmations, meditations, DIYs, body positivity, and so much more. If emotional overload and emotional hangover are words that are not yet part of your vocabulary, count them in. Today we are exploring when these emotional states occur and what we can do to handle them. I hear it's calling again Emotional overload and emotional hangovers are emotional states that kind of sneak up on us, as they are the results of many and mixed emotions that we have stored without dealing with or facing, causing a buildup over time. So to showcase how that happens, I will use my past months as an example. Later in this episode, you will see why and also get clear directions on what to do if you are finding yourself in these types of emotional states. The week before we traveled to Samos in Greece, my cat passed away unexpectedly. We had to let her go for her sake. As she was sick for most of the spring, a lot of my focus has been on her. And I've been worrying day and night for several months about her state, about giving her the right meds on time every day, about making sure she has everything she wants and needs, and about if we would be able to get her back into a healthy and thriving state again. She was only 10, which is not a lot for a cat, so imagining her life ending was not really part of the thought process. It was all about getting her healthy again, so losing her was a pretty big shock. Now after her, I am more empty than I have been in a while. I was born into a family with pets, and my first day ever on this earth without having a cat was now. I have never existed without a cat by my side. And in the beginning, I felt so confused about not having anyone to let in and out all the time. Cuddle, feed, bring water to, and all the other tiny things that are just part of a pet owner's routine. I had no idea what to do with the time or how to stop doing these tiny rituals that are so engraved in my muscle memory and routine that I did them without even realizing and continued doing so even after she was gone. So, what feelings can we detect here? Emptiness, grief, disappointment, loneliness, confusion, sadness, and shock. Then there was the trip we just went on, which was amazing. But I was far from ready to go emotionally, as I had so much more grieving to do before I could live it fully and fully appreciate all of it. I literally had four days between her passing and when we were leaving for Samos. But life does not wait, so we went and all of these negative feelings got mixed with 
empathy, harmony, adventure, excitement, overwhelm, enrichment, joy, freedom, awe, and happiness. Then we got home and had a few really exhausted days before my father's wedding. My father getting married obviously took a toll on my mental health. At the same time, I really wish for him to be happy. So add feelings of abandonment, fear of the future, lack of safety, emptiness, the loss of my childhood family, hurting inner child, acceptance and so many bittersweet feelings on top of our already pretty high pile of unprocessed emotions. This week I have been completely exhausted, empty and drained in all aspects of my entire existence and being. What happens when we experience this much in a short amount of time is that our nervous systems experience an emotional overload. And after all of our experiences, we experience an emotional hangover. We feel overwhelmed, tired, empty, and drained. It is very common that this happens after experiencing any feeling in a large portion. We can be overwhelmed by joy and happiness as well and experience an emotional hangover. So it's not reserved for negative feelings only. It can happen after seeing our friends for a weekend. It can happen after celebrations and weddings, after giving birth, after vacation or after switching jobs or moving. And you may notice a theme here. It most often happens when we are experiencing big shifts in our lives. One chapter is ending, a new one is beginning. This is because we often have mixed emotions in these periods of time, which can be very overwhelming, especially if we are not able to deal with our emotions right away, causing a buildup of unprocessed emotions. But the most common state in which emotional overload and emotional hangovers happen is after an intense period of grief. Grief is a very powerful feeling that we often embody to such a degree that our bodies are both aching and aging because of our grief. Grief has a massive physical impact on our bodies, and we can even see that our genes regenerate at a lower pace when we are grieving. Which is also why a person that has experienced something traumatic often look like they have aged twice as fast in the same amount of time as everyone else. Grief is a heavy feeling to carry for the body, and the longer we carry it, the more of a toll it takes on our bodies and psyche. So if you are entering a state of emotional overload and hangover after grieving, make sure to be extra observant of yourself and your needs to not begin repressing the feelings and events that you have experienced. This is a feeling that has to be processed carefully and thoroughly. In a state of emotional overload, it is very common to feel like you are dissociating more frequently, as if the world is moving slower than you are, as if you are moving slower than the world is, as if people's voices are just mumbling in the background, and as if your thoughts are terribly loud. 
This state is unpleasant yet comforting in a strange way. If you know a lot about PTSD, you might be thinking that this does not sound good. And that is a completely sound reflection. These symptoms are PTSD-like symptoms that we experience after trauma. And when we experience a massive overload of emotions, it actually becomes traumatic for our nervous system. It is a coping mechanism to shut out the world in this way, used by the body to avoid developing PTSD. And in most cases, it works. Studies suggest that the human body can handle about one month of serious emotional overload before it starts developing long-term PTSD symptoms. So be aware of your emotional state and try to be as gentle with yourself as possible. To fully understand your reactions during a time of emotional overload and emotional hangover, you need to understand why the buildup happens. Trying your best not to repress your feelings and facing them right away as you feel them with gentleness, kindness and attentiveness is a great way to spare yourself the symptoms of an overload. So how you choose to deal with your emotions does have an impact and can save your nervous system, your body and your mind a lot of trouble. But if you are already doing this and still end up in the state of emotional overload and hangover from time to time, what happened was that your body detected the surrounding danger in some type of way that prevented you from being able to fully feel what was going on in your body. Your body then went into a state of light fight or flight and saved the emotions for you to deal with when you were in a safe space. A safe space was not found in time and a new intense emotion took the first one's place on the priority list, storing the old emotion further back on the priority list. And this continued happening with new intense emotions until your body basically started lagging like a computer and trying to shut down because it had too many clicks and orders to process. So that is basically where you are right now. Now, what do we do when our computer is lagging? Either we wait or we restart it. And that is exactly what is our best options for emotional overload as well. Metaphorically speaking, what you need is time and maybe a break. The reason we feel so tired when we are in this type of state is because a lot happens in our bodies and brains that we cannot see, but that are taking a massive amount of energy. If it makes sense to you, try to imagine it as the brain trying to sort all of these emotions and memories into categories, which is a very monotone yet complicated job. And it may also be difficult to know where to place certain events you may be feeling a lot of different emotions at the same time. Now imagine that your feelings are beads. Blue beads going to the blue beads pile. Green beads going to the green beads pile. But where do you put the multicolored beads? And do you divide the single colored beads into piles based on color? Or have multiple piles within one color based on shade? 
Imagining this scenario, there are a lot of organizing and reorganizing that will take place before it all looks neat. And most of all, a person doing this job would probably feel kind of frustrated, stressed, confused, and irritated, which is probably what you are feeling. A person doing this job would probably also not want to be disturbed. Which is why we probably need to let the brain do its work in peace. So of course this process takes energy and it also takes time. So take time to rest, let your body do its thing and do not stress about it. This process can't be rushed. It is very common to in this state feel like your thoughts are too loud and are thinking the same thing over and over again. That is completely normal. It is very common to feel like your friends, family and partner or partners are a burden in this state. This is also completely normal as you are doing some heavy work internally and don't need any more stimuli. It is very common to feel sick while watching TV, listening to music, podcasts, or even someone talking. This is also because of the extra stimuli and is also completely normal. It is very common to wake up at night because your thoughts are so loud and to feel tired throughout the day. Also completely normal. Other very common things to experience are tinnitus, rashes, eczema flare-ups, worse symptoms of immune diseases, more neurological symptoms similar to restless legs, lack of interest in things that you normally like, being extra sensitive to light and sound, having a hard time having a normal conversation and disassociation. Also completely normal, yet really not fun to deal with. And here comes something you might find unexpected, but that people need to know. A very common symptom to emotional overload and emotional hangover is that your libido is lower than usual. For many, pretty much non-existent. This is often a symptom people take more seriously than any of the other symptoms and get really worried about. So let me reassure you, your sex life will be back on track soon. Many experience not being able to get an erection or not being able to come at all. This is also completely normal. Our emotions play a way bigger role in turning us on or off than we give them credit for. Even though this might feel really stressful, you need to know that your body has other things to deal with right now. So don't rush anything and don't blame yourself or have any unnecessary fights with your partner or partners. You will be attracted to them again in some days or maybe some weeks. And telling them what is up and why might become an emotionally intimate experience that makes up for the lack of physical one. Take some time hugging and cuddling, because it is very likely that that is what you need most right now. And remind yourself every time you freak out, your genitalia is not broken, okay? Great, so let's sum it up, because emotional overload is messy. What is an emotional overload? 
An emotional overload is a reaction where your nervous system is experiencing overload, causing you to experience effects similar to a hangover after an emotionally intense period of time, aka an emotional hangover. What are common symptoms? Increasing symptoms for existing conditions, most symptoms from a regular hangover, an overstimulated nervous system and all of the symptoms from that, symptoms similar to PTSD that are hopefully temporary, and lack of libido. Why does this happen? Because we don't always have time and opportunity to process our emotions properly. How long will it take before getting back to normal? Hopefully about three days to a month, depending on how long you repress the emotions. The longer you repress the emotions, the longer the processing time. So, what can you do about it? If this happened after a shorter vacation, a weekend with friends, something lightly traumatic in the family or similar, taking some days off work and just being with your emotions will do the trick. Maybe go to a cabin to be alone, spend time in nature, or shut your phone off to be able to focus on just being, with any unnecessary stimuli out of the way. All of this is a lot, but you will be fine soon. Practicing self-care and just breathing and being will get you out on the other side in a couple of days. And also, do not make any rash decisions like quitting your job right now, even if you feel prone to. If this happens after a longer period of time where you had to repress your emotions, you will not be able to do all of this processing in one go. If you go too hard at facing your emotions, you will drain yourself and potentially make the situation worse, which is something you have to be made aware of. What works best is to try to face what is going on in your body, feel your breath, and sit with your emotions, meditate, practice mindfulness, journal, or whatever feels right to you. But when you feel like things are getting too draining or heavy, take a break. Watch a series, craft, go for a drive or a walk. And just cut the tension for half an hour to do something different. And then get back to it when you are ready. Taking breaks is key here. I know it may feel like you have lost yourself for good, but rest assured that you have not. Your real authentic self is just buried under a lot of processing. And the more you manage to process, the more your authentic self will rise to the surface. Soon you will feel like yourself again. You can do this. Now, a hack you need to know how to use, no matter if you are experiencing a short-term or long-term emotional hangover, is to name what is going on. To process our emotions properly, put words to your emotions. Write it out, say out loud how you are feeling and why, and give all of these big feelings names. Every single one of these feelings need names for you to be able to understand them properly. 
no sensation or feeling may go by without getting named. And nothing except for sitting with our emotions works better in this situation than practicing the five whys. To learn more about the five whys, listen to episode 45, The Five Whys. Soon, you will get back to yourself again. You are not lost, you are just giving your mind, body and soul the time it needs to sort it all out. You are doing great. For reference, I started writing this episode as soon as I realized what was going on internally. That was about three days after my father's wedding. Now it has been three weeks since then. When I'm recording this, it's Wednesday, and last Friday was the first time in a long time that I have felt like myself. Everything moves at its own pace. Take all the time you need. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Have a great day, loves. Bye!